Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another edition, Major League Baseball Spring Training here on the Bleed Blue Show. Preview of what happened last year in the National League and how, you know, we're going to get through the spring training and we're going to see what these teams' rosters are looking like at the end of spring training. And then from there, then we'll have a separate issue or separate episode on that. But right now, just kind of look at it, a uh, broad summary perspective on the National League teams, uh, what they did, and then how do they get better or have they gotten better in the offseason. So without further ado, uh, starting from the bottom up uh, in the NL East, uh, the Washington Nationals, who are in last place in the uh, NL East in 2023, uh, you know, they have a lot of issues. Uh, they have, uh, first of all, two of the better teams in the entire league are in their division, so they're already in the deficit with Atlanta and Philadelphia, and, and, and I'll have to get to them later on, but Lack of batting, lack of power is a big issue, especially in that division. Uh, in the Annalies, uh, they had average bats and guys that do not hit for parking. I mean, the only thing you were getting out was the right fielder, Lane, Lane Thomas, last year, who had like close to 30 home runs, batted 268 as the second best average on the team. But outside of that, they didn't get nothing out of anybody else uh, at the plate, man. Uh, they were looking for offense out of Yammer Camondolario, the third baseman, Dominic Smith, uh, Luis Garcia, the second baseman. I mean, these guys do hit for average and all that. Uh, they hit for, you know, between 250 and 265, 268-ish, 269. But the, the league is so deep that they don't have a shot. This is why they were in last place, especially... Juan Soto, and they traded him to the uh, San Diego Padres. They got a lot of work to do. I mean, I mean, you got to make up for somewhere in the lineup where you could steal a little bit more bla uh, bases. Uh, I mean, their best player last year was Lane Thomas. He's the only guy on the squad who stole uh, at least 20 bases, hit for at least 260, and had about at least 25 home runs. But that's definitely not enough to get the job done. Uh, a guy like... Um, uh, Dominic Smith, who who does do a good job in taking uh, walks, uh, striking out. Uh, you know the guys don't as not as bad with the play striking out. I know Lane Thomas is because he's more of the slugger uh, with his uh, 468 average. But they need a lot, man. They definitely do. Uh, they maybe they could generate more speed on the pads with C.J. Abrams, who who's their shortstop last year, and you know you know stealing close to 50 bases last year. But, man, they have a lot to do, man. They're going to need to find a way to get some arsenal around Lane Thomas, the right fielder. That is definitely where the, the Washington Nationals stand. And, and the crazy thing about the Nationals, their pitching situation is not as good. It's probably worse than the batting because out of the starting pitchers, uh, Josiah Gray, Patrick Corbin, Jake Irvin, uh, these guys, um, the ERA is – is mid to worse in the league. Uh, they don't have enough pitching starting wise to get the job done. And, uh, you know, J Josiah Gray, who's, uh, who, who's a guy who was under 500 and Mackenzie Gore under 500, both guys close to, you know, well, Gore is with the 4.42 ERA, I think last year. Oh, man, they got a lot of work, man. A lot of these guys uh, just don't have enough 
uh, you know, starting pitching and uh, relievers to get it done in the NLEs. I, I expect, at best, the Washington Nationals to be no higher than fourth in 2024. I do not see that, man. They have a lot of work to do. And then the Metropolitans, the New York Mets, uh, who were in fourth place in the NLEs. And we all know what happened in 2023, where their season had a catastrophe at the start with Edwin Diaz getting hurt in the World Baseball Classic out for the year. So hopefully we'll see what his return will bring to them. No more Buck Showalter uh, at the helm of, you know, that, you know, management has always been a, re- a revolving door in the front office for the New York Mets. But man, I'm, you know, they, they had the potential. They had expectations last year. And I still think they have a, a, a squeezable shot to get at least second place. If everything breaks right, uh, they had, you know, we all know their bats. You know, when they had Francisco Lindor from a few years ago coming over from the uh, from the Indians, uh, Marte uh, out there in right field, uh, Pete Alonso, obviously one of the better first basemen in the all of baseball. I put him up there with Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals in the National League. You know, Brandon Nemo, uh, you know, the center fielder. And these guys are veteran guys. A lot of these guys average around 29 to 30 years old uh, in their starting lineup. So they're in the prime of their careers. Uh, you know, you get the slugging for Pete Alonso, who hit 46 home runs last year, uh, close to 120 at the at the you know plate with the RBIs. But um, you know, they got to get the pitching. And, you know, they had guys. Um, Hall of Famers last year on the roster who were in position like Max Scherzer, uh, who was ended up being traded. Justin Verlander, who ended up being traded. Both of those guys went to two, uh, two of the teams in Texas. But are they going to have enough to compete against the Phillies and the the Braves? No, no, no. I I think they could probably leapfrog the Miami Marlins. I think they can. But everything going to have to break right. They're going to have to regurgitate or get the better starting performance, pit, you know, from their pitching uh, at the top of the lineup. Uh, so last year, you know, they had, you know, with Singa, I think, you know, Scherzer was there for like about 20 games, Verlander about, about 17 or 18, something like that. But Singa and McGill at the start of the, the top of the lineups were your guys. And then the, the aging veterans, the Hall of Famers were there. They're no longer there. Uh, you know, you had the Adam Adovino back on the roster. And then they, they get uh, uh, Seriano. Uh, I'm not Seriano. Um, but uh, Luis, uh, yeah, Seriano from the Yanks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, add in some arms in the pen. Uh, see where it goes. Um I think they have a shot to squeeze to get to second. They just going to have to be their pitching is going to have to carry them. I think the bats are fine. They could all, all teams could get improvement with their hitting. Uh, I think they have enough power, star power between you know uh, Lindor, Marte, Alonzo, McNeil to get that done. But the pitching has definitely got to pick up the slack. I will know a little bit more in Port St. Lucie down in Florida to know where they're going to be as far as uh, where their rosters. I need to know. So, but last year, we know uh, they, they had a catastrophe at the start of the year, and they quite not recovered it, and especially lying 
relying on Verlander and Scherzer to be there for the rest of the year. Yeah, they're just going to have to see if those bats can continue and they can up the uh, starting and relievers on the, in that organization. And then also the revolving door with the management. Right? It's just kind of chaotic with them. That's kind of what they've been since I can remember uh, watching them. Uh, you know, ever since Bobby Valentine, of course. But uh, but the Mets, yeah, I, I think they can could at least try to get to second. But there's two teams at the top, and we'll get to them. But uh, the other team, the Miami Marlins. Yeah, the Miami Marlins, um, a team that was doing very well through the All-Star break last year. And they kind of fizzled off because Philadelphia got hot. And they could not quite recover. But the guys that's coming back, like Brian De La Cruz, uh, Jesus Sanchez, uh, they got, of course, uh, Luis Arez, and I'll get to him a little bit in a few, but they got pretty good bats in the lineup. Uh, John Bertie, uh, if you could give him, um, you know, he played, he was injured a little bit. Uh, he'll, 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 he's a utility player that they got. Garrett Cooper at first base. Uh, Yuli Gurriel, who's also sharing those duties at first place at his advanced age. He's been around for a while. But Arez, who was flirting around 400 for a good part of the first half of last year, he still ended up batting well over 350, like 354. He had an excellent year last year. Very, very good last year. Uh, Soler is a, uh, Jorge Soler is a very underrated slugger. Uh, he hit for like 35 plus home runs last year. They got some good bats in the lineup. But, you know, if they can duplicate this again, then uh, they, they can have a chance to compete for that second spot with the Mets or with the Philadelphia Phillies. You know, the, the Marlins have a nice rounded team, and I think they kind of go under the radar because, honestly, a lot of people don't attend a lot of the games and they don't get the press like they do or they need to. And then when I look at the Marlins pitching, you know, guys that come to mind, um, like Braxton Garrett and Jesus Lizardo, uh, we'll see uh, what they could deliver because those guys gave you quality innings. Uh, Alcantara, too. I forgot his first name. I think it's Sandrew or S- Sandy or something like that. The starting pitching, you know, 155-plus innings between the three of those guys. All of those guys were, you know, a combined, I would say, about a 3.9-ish ERA. Uh, they have guys that can eat up innings. Uh, they're going to have to get some relievers. You know, the, the bullpen with old Kurt. Uh, Tanner Scott, uh, you got to get uh, Braza Ben as well in the pen. I forget who else. I got to go check out their lineup in the uh, spring training. But a lot of these guys got where they fizzled off is the hitting kind of cooled off. Not named Luis Arez, even though he was for, he went for, for 400 to 350 in a matter of a couple of months. But nonetheless, everybody else, and besides Jorge Solor, they got to get on base and hit for average and, and really win these division games versus the Phillies, the Braves, and the Mets. Uh, so they got to capitalize on that as well, uh, as long as, and as well as other teams too, but especially in the analytics. So that, you know, with the Miami Marlins, I will, you know, re- revisit them, especially at the end of spring training and see where we go from there. I, th- I think they have a nice team, good pitching, uh, good, uh, nice talent, and guys around – uh, they're starting to line up. They're about 28, 29 years old as well. We'll see what they do. And, and as far as the Philadelphia Phillies, listen, they got it. They had a hot August, September that really carried them into the through the first round of the uh, uh, the uh, playoffs. 
They ended up bowing out to the Arizona Diamondbacks after being a 3-2. They had crushing home losses on their home field to the Diamondbacks, which shocked everybody, including myself, baseball people. And for, for Philadelphia sports, it was a bad fall, for, for especially for the baseball side. Um, but with their talent, it doesn't negate their current talent, obviously. I mean, they have a fine catcher in JT Realmuto, uh when he came over from a couple of years ago. Uh, Trey Turner, who had a hot World Baseball Classic, uh, he was injured, especially early on in the year. Obviously, Bryce Harper in the, the several years he's been there since leaving the Nationals. So I mean, they got some good baseball players, man. Bryce Harper is, you know, who, you know, batting wise, upped it up to well over two ninety. Uh, 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 Brandon Marsh, like I said, Nick Castellanos, who was a power hitting machine. He hit close to 30 home runs, well over 100 RBIs. Trey Turner, Real Muto, Kyle Schwarber, he's, he's he, you know, a guy <laughs> close to 50 home runs. I mean, they got some pop in their lineup. And this is a very good team. As a matter of fact, they're, they're, they're a little bit younger than the teams I aforementioned teams that I mentioned. So they're going to be competing for the division. Uh, whether, whether they get it or not, that's to be debatable. I think they could if they could stay healthy. That's a big if, obviously, with the injuries. But with, with Brandon Marsh, Nick Castellanos, Trey Turner, Real Muto, Kyle Schwartman, Jesus Christ, they got they got some hitters, man. They got some power in that lineup. And then also we know about the pitching with uh, the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Um, you know, Tawan, uh, Tawan um, Walker, he actually – did very well last year. Very, very well. It was a 15-game winner. Zach Wheeler has some disgusting stuff. You know, he has great stuff. He he was very good last year, you know, winning 13 games. He he was one of the few guys on that in that in that starting pitching rotation with a mid ERA with that many wins, you know. So adding, you know, Craig Kimbrell was a guy who's had a lot of saves in his career, a lot of saves. And Jeff Hoffman and Ranger Suarez, uh, Aaron Nola. I mean, this is an excellent, well-balanced team, man. It's a well-balanced roster that, you know, we'll see what it does uh, going into another year with Rob Thompson. Uh, Rob Thompson, I thought, did an excellent job. Probably could get to 100 games this year. I would bank the Philadelphia Phillies for winning 100 games this year and to compete against the Atlanta Braves, all right? Uh I think I think that's because the difference of why they didn't win the division because of the injuries. Atlanta got off to a very good start and they were chasing. So let's talk about the Phillies uh, during the season for sure. And what can you say? The Atlanta Braves, how they ended up losing to the Philadelphia Phillies in the playoffs. Man, they ran into the hot bus all in their division, man. I mean, this is what it's about in baseball, man. Rivalries and and and, and putting it on in the postseason. The MVP of the NL, Ronald Acuna. And he's not even in his peak. He's still like 26, 25. He's young, man. Like, this guy does it all. I mean, he's one of the, outside of uh, Shohei Otani, I mean, this guy is a sight to see. He just doesn't pitch. That's the only thing he does not do is pitch. Everything else, especially when he had the terrible injury a couple of seasons ago, uh, batting well over 300. I think he's like 335, 337, 40-plus home runs, 106-plus RBI, steals like 72, 73 stolen bases. 
This is the fun. If you're not watching the Major League Baseball extra innings and you have an extra night and if it's not your team, check out Ronald Acuna for the Braves. If you haven't already, if you're just a passive fan, he has a well over a 1.0 OPS. You know, this guy does it all, man. Doubles, home runs, steals bases, uh, he, uh, walks, you know. He does it all, man. That's why he was the NL MVP. Matt Olson had a career year with 54 home runs as well and still did a, well, you know, 283 batting average. I, and, and, you know, replacing Freddie Freeman in that lineup was a nice fit or a nice, nice replacement for Freddie uh, Freeman and Matt Olson and Austin Rowley is an excellent player who hit <laughs> 37 home runs or 38. Ozzie Albies, uh, a great second baseman defensively, a speedster guy. Even he had a little bit of a pop, 33-plus home runs or 34, 35, something like that. I don't remember exactly, but he has pop in his bat. He hits for average. He steals bases as well. Um, he probably could get back to 20, you know, you know, 20, 25 stolen bases. Uh, Sean Murphy, the catcher. Uh, who else is on that team? Uh, uh, Sean, Mur I said Sean Murphy, right? Uh, Michael Harris, the outfielder. They have it all. Uh, they definitely have it all. Remember uh, Marcelo Zuna from the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, he, he he's a guy who <laughs> forty plus home runs, hundred RBIs. I mean, this team failed miserably to the Philadelphia Fli uh, Phillies in the playoffs, and they got to get back to that point. They got to get to a World Series and and and, re and get another one, just like they did when they beat the Houston Astros a couple of years ago. They can't do what the Atlanta Braves did in the mid nineties, which was have a stock a stat team for like a decade and only get one world series. And that was against the Cleveland Indians in 95. But um, the batting is just tremendous. Just like the Philadelphia Phillies, the pitching is even better than the, you know, than the Phillies, you know, we'll see what happens with Max Fried. you know, when uh, out with him, you know, he was out due to a lot of, of, of injury, uh, but he's a guy who's going to keep the baseball well under three with his ERA, uh, uh, Joe Jimenez, uh, uh, Iglesias, Charlie Morton, uh, you know, they had some good starting pitching as well. And then you got to get some bullpen help as well, you know, with the relievers. Um, you know, Iglesias, I, I think, you know, as much as he gets the 33 saves, he's, you know, he's got to break that once more time again. And, and the pitching kind of broke down against the Philadelphians. I would think the Philadelphia Phillies wins the division if they stay healthy. But the Braves, oh man. I mean, how can you not be excited for them if you're a Braves fan? You just got to overcome losing to the Philadelphia Phillies in the uh, in the playoffs, man. So when I look at the uh, National League Central, it is really mind-boggling to see the St. Louis Cardinals at the bottom of the heap. That's just, you don't see that in the last two to three decades. You just don't. Especially... Two of their players who are all-world, in my opinion, Paul Goldschmidt at first base with all the gold gloves and the hitting accomplishments, and even better, both of these guys are top 40 baseball players in the sport, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, uh, but they need a lot more help around those guys in particular, and that's the reason why they were at the bottom of the heat. Even the Reds and the Pirates finished above them, but um, outside of those guys, uh, they don't have as much uh, help uh, with the bat. Um, I mean, you know, ever since um, uh, 
Molina retired and Wilson Contreras is catching now in St. Louis. Uh, I mean, it really revolves around those particular guys. I mean, you're still getting an okay hitter with Jordan Walker, who was in the in the lineup last year, and then and, you know, and then if you looked at uh, Donovan, who missed some action, Brandon Donovan in the in the infield. But man, they they got a lot of work in this offseason. I'm gonna have to really try to do at least two spot updates throughout the regular season, see where they go. Uh, and you know, as far as the pitching wise. Um, a lot of those guys, like Steven Matz, the former Matt, um, Adam Wainwright, who's been there forever, his, his uh, he he's going to retire, being the Cardinals Ring of Honor, probably Hall of Fame. Well, I don't know about Hall of Fame, but if he does get in, maybe later, it's going to be tough because of the way he was kind of in a, uh, uh, John Smoltz kind of role, starter, reliever, starter, reliever. Uh, his uh, ERA was terrible last year. I mean, he, this guy used to be, have some unhittable stuff, but you know he gets older in age and. They're keeping them on the roster. So between him, Jack Flaherty, Steven Matz, uh, Jordan Montgomery, the former Yankee, uh, you know, they definitely need guys who could give you some inning eaters, inning eaters between six, seven, eight innings of pop. And they don't really don't have that in the starting lineup, man, or they're starting pitching. You know, between Verhagen and Gallegos and, and Chris Stratton. Ah, oh, man, this is tough, man, for the for the St. Louis Cardinals because when you think of their roster, they've always been a traditional good baseball town with good hit, good baseball players, but they just don't really have that. And you got to see how they build up their roster in spring training for sure this offseason. And then when I looked at the Pittsburgh Pirates, that this was a team that was kind of overachieving and I knew it was going to fizzle off because uh, I remember last year when I was talking about Connor Joe. He's a very good utility guy, uh, Added, you know, Brian Reynolds, uh, and then and then Brian Hayes, who actually did well with with his hitting as well. You know, fits about 15, 16 home runs, batted two seventy. Brian Reynolds, uh, 24, 25 home runs. I don't think he got to one hundred RBIs. And Andrew McCutcheon, who's the aging veteran, we you know another stint with the uh, Pirates. Uh, he batted for two. 50 to 56, but they need a lot more, man. They definitely do need a lot more with the batting, especially. Uh, as far as, you know, the best home run hitter, I, I think with the Pirates, with Brian Reynolds, Jack Suwinski, I, I I can't think of anybody else outside of that. I, you know, everybody else is like 11, 12 home runs on that squad. But, uh, you know, with the pitching, they don't have great starting pitching. They give up a lot of runs. Uh, they got to bring in a lot of help. Uh, Rich Hill, who was on that team last year, uh, older guy in age. All the other guys are in their mid-20s, like uh, Mitch Keller, uh, Luis Ortiz. So those guys are going to have to step up and really not only just deliver innings, but got to keep guys off the base pads, you know? And, and what the Pirates is really about the middle relief getting to David Bednar, who actually had a great year, a very good year last year with uh, closing games. Um, his ERA, he could be a trade piece if they are not doing well in 2024. Got you close to 40 saves last year, last time I remember. But, you know, between Holderman, uh, Jose Hernandez in the middle relief, they just got to get to the bullpen despite that mediocre starting pitching with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So uh, this is one of those divisions where if they could, ch anybody could challenge Milwaukee, uh, it's going to be like those three teams in the middle. St. Louis just crapped out. They're going to have to really improve whatever they get bringing up from their farm system. But Pittsburgh, man, they got to uh, 
find a way to turn it up or, or turn it around. And the Cincinnati Reds, man, <laughs> this is an interesting team. Uh, I think they got a lot of hype midseason when they brought up De La Cruz from the minor leagues. He's a very exciting player. We'll see how his campaign number two builds after coming up from Louisville. Uh, he's you know he, he's a tall guy who is a tall shortstop. He could run the bases very well. He could hit for average. Let's see if he could, could get up to 265 this year. He was kind of low uh, with uh, the average, but he has pop in his bat. Uh, you know, if you look around the lineup with the Cincinnati Reds, what comes to mind, of course, is Jonathan India is one of the, I wouldn't call him my favorite players, but he's a guy, he, he's a, I appreciate watching him play. Uh, second base especially. I watched him last year when I went to Cincinnati uh, when they played the Yankees. Uh, he's a he's a guy who definitely be a better guy at the plate. But, you know, he's a guy that is a good energy guy, good with defense. Uh, but a lot of these guys, um, no sluggers, but they don't necessarily, they hit for the top, like five of the guys in the, the lineup does hit okay. Uh, uh, Fredo, Matt McClain, Benson, oh, shit, uh, Steer, Spencer Steele, those guys will do, are, do all right. And they were, they should be, a, you know, I think they're a sleeper to at least compete for the division if things break right. The batting needs a little bit of help. They don't have the power, but if they can hit for average and steal some bases and take advantage of some gappers and some of the rules with no, none of the shift, and they could do all right, you know? So, um, but the pitching is just like a piss of uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates situation. A lot of the starters giving up a lot of runs. They don't have any guys, no 15 game winners in their lineup. Uh, Hunter Green and Williamson comes to mind. Uh, Luke Weaver, Ben Lively. They, they they have they need a lot more, man. They need a lot more from their starting pitching, and and it's, and it's at a premium. Not every team can bring that. I will say that uh, Cincinnati Reds baseball is on the up. I will definitely agree with that. They are definitely on the up. And we will see what they will do in their campaign. I I would not no, They're one of the teams in this division. They could easily be second, a small spot to get the first place, but easily bottom out if injuries and things, if these guys don't perform. And the Cubbies, man, this team made a deep, uh, run in the regular season to get into the playoffs uh, uh, or try to make the playoffs. They're, I remember the games they played against Arizona late in September. Uh, they had a nice bounce back year, man. Uh, adding uh, Bellinger from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, he he did, you know, this team, a couple of games over 500, good enough for second place in the NL. Most divisions, they would have probably been the third, maybe fourth in a more competitive division. But this is the NL Central. They are all chasing Milwaukee, but they were in shot to, to to get you know to to do some damage in the in the regular season and then also in the playoffs. You know, like I said, Bellinger from the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, Suzuki, Seiya Suzuki, uh, also in the lineup, and Mike Tockman. <laughs> Remember Mike Tockman from the Yankee perspective. So these guys. Um, uh, Swanson uh, from the Atlanta Braves from a couple of seasons ago. Uh, between a home run pop between Cody Bellinger, Suzuki, uh, Ian Hop, he probably could get you about 21, 25 home runs with his 250 average, I think. And Christopher Morrell, 
you know, he actually had a pretty good season now that the National League added the DH so you don't have to worry about the pitcher hitting. So they took advantage of that, just fell short in the NL Central. So it was a nice turnaround season by the Cubbies as well for their hitting and with the pitching. You know, Justin Steele was very good, man. I think he started like 30 games, got you 16 wins, kept the ERA around three. Uh, Marcus Stroman, who was on the team, and I guess no, you know, no longer there. Uh, but um, Jamison Tyone from the Yankees, who the former Pirate, uh, you know, with his uh, giving up 27 home runs last year. Uh, they, you know, the, you know, this division, they're going to have to duplicate the pitch and do a little bit better with them. And then also the hitting has got to compete with Milwaukee. Absolutely. I definitely think Cincinnati has a shot of getting past the Chicago Cubs in the NL Central. I think Milwaukee has one more year in them. I definitely do. Um, Jed Hoyer, I think, who runs the uh, Cubs, they, they find a way to, uh, you know, as a, you know, as a president, he's going to find a way to add guys on this roster. I think they have a decent farm system to get bring guys up, and we'll see what about that. But the Cubs, man, they, 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 the regular season, they, they were fighting, man. They really were. So adding, you know, when you know during the spring training, we'll see how things go with them. Um, yeah, with the, with the Brewers, man, <laughs> listen, we all know uh, Christian Yelich from a few years ago was one of the better hitters in the entire sport. Uh, but these guys are slugger, personified, and that's how they roll. Oh, what? Um, Brian Anderson, William Contreras, and Christian Yelich. I mean, that was their squad. Uh, a lot of these guys, um, are, these, these are home run or die type of dudes. It can work in the NL, would not work in other divisions. This is the reason why Arizona was able to get past them with excellent pitching. They neutralized this shit. They got to add on to the guy, uh, whatever system or philosophy they're trying to do with uh, getting on base and generating runs. Uh, it may get through the NL Central, but once they run into elite pitching, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Arizona, these guys, San Diego, when they're on their game, the the the, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Brewers, they're going to run into an issue with hitting. That's just plain and simple. That the Arizona Diamondback series would tell you all that, and then the starting pitching, you know, with those guys. They, they don't have any all-world guys or, or guys on the mound like that. They just don't. Um, uh, you know, they added uh, guys in the offseason from Baltimore. They added uh, uh, from the reliever side, I'll say Pacquiao is okay. Um, Wade Miley is a good, you know, decent starting pitcher. He, if he, you know, if he starts like 30 games, he probably could get you 13 to 15 wins. Wade Miley has good stuff. Uh, Colin Ray, he's another guy that's okay, but the, the, the guys too much guy. They give him too much run, too many runs, man. And I don't think that's going to last in the playoffs. Have enough to win the division. I don't think they have enough to get any further than they did in the, in the uh, in the, in the NL playoff situation, man. Yeah, and then also finally in the West, in the NL West. I mean, if we start from the bottom up with them, with the Colorado Rockies, and man, they. They have no shot. <laughs> they have no shot in the NL West, and I hate to say it like that, but they have two team, two teams that are possibly three that are accelerated, and one team that underachieved. We'll talk about all of them, 
But when you look at their team, it's just no comparison with the roster. It's just, I hate to say it like that. It's unfortunate. Uh, best player, I, I believe, last year was Nolan Jones. Very good outfielder for those guys. Hits, steals bases, hits for average. So put him in the center, put him in left, right, whatever you want to do. Very good young player. But they don't have nothing else outside of that. You know what I'm saying? You know, the old agent Chris Bryant from the Chicago Cubs, uh, you know, slugging wise at you know over 30 right now with 10 home runs, and that's it, man. Something like that. I mean, they have nothing else, man. Uh Tovar's a very good shortstop that can probably up his production at his young age, and they, they have him all, Ezekiel Tovar. I mean, it's a lot of guys on this roster I had to get familiar with last year, and it's because I don't watch a lot of Colorado Rockies. But you know, keep, you know, keeping up with who I definitely did know, they, I know for a fact they have no shot to win this division. Uh, the pitching wise, uh, uh, they probably have one of the worst pitching in the entire sport last year. I mean, a lot of these guys could not keep the ERA close to four. I think a lot of these dudes. Well over five, man. Like that's not gonna get it done, man. I mean, it's just the pitching is starting pitching was just bad. The the relief pitching was mid. Um, I mean, I don't even know who their closer was last year. I think they were splitting duties. I there's not op, a lot of optimism that I see. Unless, you know, unless, like I said, I gotta really try to scout all these teams throughout spring training. But man. Um, through my notes, like, whoa, the Colorado Rockies, no way, dude. Not they, I don't, they don't, they probably are at fourth at best, and that's a stretch. I only think they won 59 games last year. That's not motivated. Man. And then also, one of the most underachieving rosters in the entire sport, the San Diego Padres. I tried to vouch for them. They look like paper champions the last couple of years. Unfortunate circumstances with when it comes to PEDs or substance abuses, i.e. Fernando Tatis Jr., a stacked lineup on paper did not translate to wins in the regular season, and especially with the, the decent pitching that they did have. I mean, they had guys like Jean Kim, uh, Soto, who's now on the Yankees, Manny Machado, who came over from the Orioles a few years ago, Tatis Jr., Xander Bogarts, who came over from the Red Sox, they have it all, but they never translated. And these these dudes are some 27, 28-year-old guys, man. These dudes did not translate these shits into wins, man. And that's unfortunate because they have to break up the band, man. If that shit ain't working, I don't know. Because I remember talking about when Mus Musgrove got hurt last year, and he ended up coming back at, you know, midseason. Um, he's, he's a pretty good starting pitcher. You Darvish. Who whose ERA ballooned, uh, you know, coming over to the San Diego uh, uh, Padres. Blake Snell, who was the Cy Young or winner, you know, 14 wins and 2.2 ERA. Uh, looking for a suitor right now. But, you know, after, you know, the hater closing, I mean, they had it all, but just couldn't get it done. And that's sometimes the way it works, man. Underachievement moments with the San Diego Padres. Very disappointed on how they finished in 2023. I don't see it happening more in 2024, man. They had the best hitter probably in our generation in Juan Soto. He's no longer there. The sluggers got to deliver and they got to stay off the PEDs and they got to get wins, basically. They had some success versus their rival, the Dodgers, but then. They just faded in the season, man. 
And I forgot to mention the Giants, the San Francisco Giants. This team should have been talked about after Colorado. What a bunch of frauds they were who won 100-plus games a season before this. And I don't even think they won 80 games this past season. They overachieved two seasons ago, and they shit came right back down to earth, man. And and I think they're more of this side of the Giants than they were two seasons ago. That's how I look at the San Francisco Giants. Nothing in their particular lineup scares me. This is the thing about baseball. It's all about the law of averages, and it, and it always reigns supreme. Uh, but, yeah, with, with J.D. Davis... Uh, Wilmer Flores, who else is Tyra Tyra uh, Estrada? Yeah, they, they just their rival Giants and Padres. They just better rosters, man. Just up and down, up and down, man. Better teams, better rosters, and then then also the starting pitching. They're gonna have to add to Alex Cobb and Logan Webb. They're gonna have to add to that for sure, man. Not enough starting pitching, and then the relief pitching. Jesus Christ, was it you know mid at best? Uh. Tyler uh, Tyler Roberts, uh, Taylor Rogers, whoever they bring in, in the spring training, I really don't remember who else is on that roster. Uh, they gotta find some support to bridge the gap to Camilo Doval, who is a pretty good closer that they have. They do have a good closer, but that's not gonna be nothing against, I guess, Arizona and who's riding away with a lot of confidence, excitement for their organization. The Diamondbacks showed you a lot of guts last year. One of the underrated rosters in the entire sport made it to the World Series and fell short to the Texas Rangers. And then we all know why. The guy, uh, Zach Gallen, who's probably a the top top 40 player for sure. Absolutely. A top 40 player in the sport. The starting pitcher. Uh, he has good stuff. Uh, good off-speed stuff. Good fastball. He, he he he! I know he pitched over two hundred innings for sure. So Zach Gallen and then Merrill Kelly, they're the reasons why they took out the Philadelphia Phillies in the playoffs last year. They 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 did a great job, man. Between those two guys who ate up a lot of innings, Ryan and Ryan Nelson as well. Uh, they added more to that, you know, with the relief. We'll see what they do, but you know, they they brought a lot of spunk offensively because they got hot. Now, I don't know if they could duplicate it because these dudes are young, man. Uh, Gabriel Moreno, the catcher. Uh, Goriel, Lourdes Goriel, he, he was at a lot of spunk last year, man. He hit, he hit for power. Christian Walker's a, uh, you know, a 30-plus-year-old uh, uh, first baseman who hit uh, for, I think he had like, how many home runs he had last year? I think he had like 35. I think it may be 35, 36. I don't remember. But between Christian Walker, Goriel, uh, Corbin Carroll, Gabriel Moreno, these guys made the Arizona Diamondbacks go, man. These guys made the roster go. Corbin Carroll, uh, you know, he steals a lot of bases. He gets on bases. A very good outfielder for this roster. He's very young. Um, so I think they have a chance to get to the playoffs again. Absolutely. I, I believe in the Arizona Diamondbacks after what I saw in the second half of the last season and then going through Milwaukee. Going through Philadelphia, falling short. Oh, and the Dodgers, too. Let's not forget them. Shit. That's right. Milwaukee, the Dodgers, they went through the gauntlet and, and achieved. So um, I think they could get to, back to that point for sure, man, with that roster, man. Uh, as long as they could sustain and, and, and avoid injury, like some of these other teams like Philadelphia, they'll be in the hunt, man. I think they're on teams' radars now after what they did last year. 
And, of course, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, this team is a, a baby, a baby murderers, murderers row. I mean, uh, we know they got the best baseball player ever it, it, on the planet, in the galaxy. Let's not, forget the Earth, the galaxy. Shohei Otani, all he has to do is go up I-5 in, in the uh, Orange County to Los Angeles. Uh, Chavez Ravine, <laughs> they are stacked, man. Listen, they got veterans, gold glovers everywhere, all-stars everywhere. It, 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 this, is a, this is a sick lineup, man. Freddie Freeman, one of the better hitters in our generation, the Canadian. He, of course, he hits well over 300, as he normally does. Mookie Betts, a guy I hated when he was on the Red Sox. and He's a, he's a flashy, uh, good player. Got has home run power, hits for RBIs as well, just like Freddie Freeman. JD Martinez, another guy, former Diamondback, a former Red Sox. Glad they're out of the AL East. Uh, Jesus Christ. I mean, everybody, the catcher hits home runs, uh, Will Smith. That's just, a, you know, you know, I know, um, when Justin Turner left the LA Dodgers, went to the Boston and, you know, Max Muncy, he's still on the roster. He hits like 40 home runs. I think he, he was second behind Mookie Betts in the, in, in, in the, uh, he might be third this year behind Otani. That's, that's the crazy shit though. This is, uh, uh, I mean, listen, it's really about the World Series of bust for the Los Angeles Dodgers. They have the Hall of Famer, Cooperstown own Clayton Kershaw. They might as well say Otani's name again because you know he he's starting as well. You're talking about Kershaw, Otani, Julio Urias. Uh, that's a sick one, two, three punch to get through the regular season. And once you get to the playoffs, and then you look at the relievers, their relief pitching was fantastic, man. Especially with the Bruce Dark Gorderall. Uh, they had also had uh, Caleb Ferguson, the closer, uh, Evan Phillips. They had, I mean, Jesus Christ, I don't even know who was on the bench. I have to go through the regular season or or the spring training and get to the regular season and see what they are. This is a World Series of bus team. It really comes down to the Dodgers, Philadelphia, L.A. at the top of the heap. I may throw Arizona in there. Sleeper team to compete for the NL Central. I will put the Cincinnati Reds in the conversation. Miami might have a shot for second place in the NL East. The National League is going to be fun to watch. That's the whole point of going through this episode, as well as when I get to the American League side of, side of things. But man, I mean, if you're a baseball fan, with especially with the new rules from last year, and then the acquisitions, guys moving around, oh man, this is going to be a very, very fun uh, situation between those teams, I said, in the NL, especially at the top of the heat. Uh, who, who wins the division in the NL East? I think the Dodgers win the NL West for sure. They had no problem last year. They'll do it again. Wow. That's the National League for you guys for the 2024 uh, spring training edition. We'll sprinkle in some baseball talk throughout the regular season. Even more of an update later on, uh, right before the start of the regular season, who I think, who and what and how I see things when I get a, my chance to, my dying sports eyes to watch this shit, man. For real, for real. Yeah, man. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. This is the Dugout Podcast Spring Training Edition 2024 for the National League. Sangre Azul, ladies and gentlemen. Bleed blue.